call the meeting to order. First item on the agenda is approval of minutes of April 5th, 2022. Is there a motion? Motion. Second. Are there any questions, comments about the minutes? We need to do a roll call vote on the approval of minutes. Okay. Uh, I approve Monique Doyle, Chris? Yes. Mike? Yes. Jeff? Yes. Phyllis? Yes. Uh, Dave? Dave, yeah. approval yeah. of the minutes? He said yes. He yeah. did. Okay, thank you. Uh, Lisa? Yes. And Wayne? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. The next item, do you want to go through the master plan or do you just want to go to the resolution? Uh, through just the, um, I'm going to try to point to page nine on the plan just so I can give everybody an update on the numbers, yep. the revenue numbers. Um, so I know uh, for folks that are watching at home or here, um, there's not much that has changed in the master plan uh, version one to version two. Um, I know it came out a little late today, but we're uh, trying to get through all the material. And I just want to go through an overview of the numbers that change on revenue projections. Uh, on page nine, um, most of the rest of the content is either the same or the numbers were changed to reflect the borrowing amounts from Maple Hill. Uh, happy to answer your questions on that in a moment. But um, folks go to page nine, you'll see at the top, FY23 revenue projections. And for those at home, you can go onto the town website. Uh, the document was updated on the town calendar for tonight's meeting, um, and so people can follow along. And um, this will also be posted um, on the CPA website if it hasn't already. Um, but FY23 uh, revenue projections, uh, which is the surcharge and state match in between last meeting and this meeting, the state did come out with its projection, which was a 35% minimum match. So for folks at home, for every dollar the town contributes in CPA, we get 35 cents for every dollar coming back to us from the state. Gene, isn't that 35% match on what was collected last year? Correct. Okay. Um, so there is a notation, the state estimated 35, and it's based on FY22 local income. So. Uh, the chart above on the first one says uh, 1.397, 778 is our estimated local surcharge contribution from the 2% surcharge after all the deductions and exemptions. Um, that's FY23, uh, that's perspective. And then the $465,291 uh, is the state match based off uh, the FY22 numbers uh, that Mr. Feely just pointed out. Um, and that gets you your cumulative FY23 anticipated um, committed budget uh, at 1.887 million exactly. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that perfectly worked out, but it does. And, um, and, uh, and the state will distribute those monies uh, to the treasurer collector, I believe in November, uh, this calendar year. So, uh, so in other words, that's generally what's uh, available uh, for uh, the coming fiscal year. Uh, as you notice, and I just for the first round of this plan, uh, Alicia and I talked about um, trying to set up some uh, as 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 CPA matures and expenditures happen and bills get paid. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, through the fiscal year trying to come up with a better accounting system than just our math in this document. But uh, it'll take a couple years to kind of refine that. Um, and then the second chart is really the uh, undesignated CPA fund balances, basically what's left over. 
Earlier in the document, uh, we labeled out uh, the cost that we've already paid for through CPA expenses. Um, and as folks kind of hopefully know, uh, with the exception of Maple Hill, which was not enough, we didn't pay any bills in FY22, um, we essentially have a full year of collections without any expenditures. So uh, there is some money in the bank uh, within reason. Uh, which means the total FY23 total budget available. Um, this does not include, by the way, on that final chart, the uh, appropriations that are being recommended tonight. So uh, those numbers, as I'm happy to connect the dots for folks, um, based on the uh, appropriations this evening, um, the open space, affordable housing, and historic preservation fund requirements for FY22 and FY23, uh, are pretty much met, um, pretty darn close. There's a little open space money, um, but uh, I have a feeling by the end of FY23, um, you know, we'll find a way to spend enough to, to make that matching requirement, which is really good, because you remember in your training from the coalition, they, which makes common sense, I don't even know why I have to point it out, you take care of the 10% obligations first, and then you have that larger pie of discretionary funding to use uh, for any type of project. So. Uh, so for FY23, we're looking at an administrative account uh, of just over 94,000, uh, which is 5%. The open space uh, fund uh, balance from both years committed would be uh, 321,640 for both open space, housing, and preservation. And then a budgeted reserve, which includes the money that was collected in FY22, as well as the prospective commitment um, is 2.14 million uh, for the uh, FY23. Again, Assuming the, the, the projects tonight, particularly the Mason Street hot lot, the Mason Street hot lot will be coming out of the designated balance um, in that fund. So if that's approved, there'll be 300,000 there. And uh, that's it. Uh, on the next page, um, on page 10, there's a big uh, gap, but on page 11, um, you'll see here we did actually include the official borrowing schedule for Maple Hill. Um, for those who are curious, uh, it was a 3.38% interest rate, which is 0.12% below what we projected. Um, pretty good. Uh, not too bad. Close call. Um, for those that are really interested, I know a few of you, um, this uh, borrowing schedule did take place. Uh, uh, the unfortunate events of the Federal Reserve <laughs> Uh, but the good events, where it could have been worse, this did include the AAA bond rating uh, in this borrowing schedule. So uh, this is a pretty accurate interest rate, given the times, um, you know, a good baseline to uh, project out into the future if there are any other purposes. And I think that's probably the, the summary, Mr. Chairman. Does anyone have any questions? So we want to move to the first resolution. resolution is, is it's the allocations of our estimates for 
fiscal year 2023. Yeah, exactly, uh, through, just for the surcharge, just for the local surcharge. Right. Yep. Should we be? And the state match, excuse me, that was both, my bad. So the surcharge and the state match. From the, the fiscal 2022 match and the fiscal 2023 estimate. Exactly. Okay. Do, should we read this or is this public information that people should have access to? It's posted um, online. Yeah, it's in the packet. So we don't need to read the resolution. I think just the, uh, probably just the motion that's on the resolution probably be the best. Would you like to read the motion? Be the uh, accurate price. Um, the Franklin Ridge affordable housing is the minimum amount for both years, the 10% uh, from the affordable housing. Um, the Red Brick Schoolhouse is actually going out to bid tomorrow. Um, and so that's an accurate amount. Uh, the cupola, the same thing. And uh, the clerk uh, vault records is, was based on a quote that we had somewhere in the document. Right, I saw that, yeah. 
So all of those are based on real pricing, real numbers. Um, obviously, we hope the bids come in lower, <laughs> right. but um, but those are all those are accurate. Okay. I have a question. Yes. So does this cover the ten percent that we're spending for the beach group, or like for the historic reservation? It comes it comes close. I think it's like a hair shy for both open Got space it. and historic. Right. Um, but by the time all the revenues come in throughout the fiscal year. Uh, we'll easily be able to meet those 10% one way or another. But because we've allocated the money, it's irrelevant in regards to the match. That's exactly right. right. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Anyone else? The clerk will call the roll, please. Uh, yes. Chris? Yes. Mike? Yes. Jeff? Yes. Phyllis? Yes. Dave? Yes. Lisa? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Next is resolution 22-38. Motion. Motion 22-38. Be approved and voted by the CPC. Correct. In the sum of $271,489, the appropriate from the community preservation open space reserve fund to pay the annual Maple Hill land bond debt service. This resolution shall become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Rule Charter. So we need a second on that. Second. Does anyone have any questions? Oh, we don't need a second. We do. Oh. Uh, if there's no, no questions, clerk will call roll. Doyle, yes. Uh, Chris? Yes. Mike? Yes. Jeff? Yes. Fellas? Yes. Dave? Yes. Lisa? Yes. And Wayne? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Jamie, do you have anything else? No. Just if anybody has any questions about moving forward or anything else. Any questions? And do you have an idea of when we should meet again? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I I probably sound exasperated because it's a lot of work to go manage too. Uh, <laughs> Could I just make one quick point? Sure. You sure. guys probably spent months doing this and we went through it. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. I know. <laughs> I, I wanted to question something. Just to I, 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 well, I, I think sure it's going to be a job you did. Well, yes. No. No, the job is really well done. Yeah, it's no, very well explained. Yeah, okay. Good, good. Good. I think Nason Street's a little high, but we'll let that go, Ryan. Well. I think it was a great job putting it all together. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Thank you all. I think the only thing I'd mention um, is after the bids, you know, after we get bids back for Nason Street and we work on the playground over there and we have a better sense uh, of what that's going to be, we'll probably honestly break ground in the spring, is my guess. Uh, the red brick, as I mentioned, will be this summer, cupola, probably this fall. Um, I have no doubt that our town clerk will, uh, will uh, jump right into action on the records uh, stuff. Um, the question then is going to be, well really, now we have a kind of an open application process. Once we hit the new fiscal year, you know, um, somebody could go online and fill out an application for a project um, and we can meet as needed. So in other words, you have to have the required public hearing every year, which we'll probably do in January again. But you don't have to wait to appropriate in January, have a hearing, et cetera, et cetera. So 
Um, uh, my guess is, is that unless any other open space projects become available or there's an application that comes through that we would you know, want to put forth and carry out a meeting, uh, I'd say we're probably off until September, um, but um, you never know. Uh, yeah, so, so folks, I think we should you know, be aware that you know, we may call for a meeting over the summer at some point. So if Mason Street's going to break ground in the early spring, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question, but given that timing, will Ryan have a tan? The kids go through the winter. Uh, you know, uh, you know I, I don't know if you have any other updates on the timeline, Ryan. I think we were looking at spring, right? We're looking to uh, you know, prep the, the site in the fall, late yeah. fall, and then get ready for installation in the early spring. Is, is that park currently usable? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else? So is the red brick school this this summer or next? This summer. Oh, yeah. Just the exterior, um, the wood restoration, repointing the brick, um, de-letting the building was really what got us down this path because all the paint is, is lead paint outside. Uh, it'll include some of the restoration work on the windows, uh, the uh, trim, uh, and up on the top of the roof. Uh, in addition to some other odds and ends like signage um, and doors uh, and trying to at least get the outside uh, kind of phase one. My guess is, is the tenants, the Metro West Robotics Club, uh, they're going to be very happy there. It's wonderful. Um, they're doing a spring summer clean out next week. Um, and then after this phase is done, we'll try to work with them and see if there's any other structural work that needs to be done. Um, I know the flagpole will still be needed to get done. <coughs> and a few other things, uh, but inside will be a much more complicated project than outside. So, uh, Jamie, I mean, obviously the outside fine, but the inside, especially if you're doing the deep letting paint, yeah. you probably have to move out of that for a while, right? That's probably true, yeah. Um, in fact, we're having a, as part of the bid, you have to do an on-site visit for, for prospective bidders to go look at the property and, and ask questions and that sort. Uh, and so we've been working with the tenant to make sure that um, you know, they're not there. Uh, mm -hmm. Will will they need a place to go? Is there some place that we could offer them for whatever timeline that's on yeah. the inside? There might be. Um, one of the challenges they have is they have some equipment in there. Um, you know, one or two pieces that aren't movable, um, or at least without a lot of effort. Um, uh, but you know, we'll work with them. They've been great. We've been kind of going back and forth over the last couple of weeks, getting ready for this, um, and and they're obviously willing to work with us really well on it. So it'll probably take some coordination. Yeah, I had a question. The red brick schoolhouse, I mean, we're doing the outside, and you said eventually we're going to be uh, taking care of the inside as well and preserving it. You know, obviously it's part of our history. I'd like to. I think it's, I, you know, when I came here over seven years ago, I mean, that's what you hear when you come to Franklin. I mean, you hear a few things, right? Horace Mann, Ben Franklin, red brick schoolhouse. And, um, you know, obviously uh, CPA is a big game changer for all of this. I mean, I think. It's no secret to anybody. One of the reasons why it's always been difficult to rehab it is is uh, is funds and just competition for cruisers, fire trucks, dump trucks, snow plows, uh, building renovations, schools. Uh, always kind of get kicked aside. So this was a really important project, I think, for year one. Uh, the inside will be a little bit more complicated, um, just because people are going to have to, at some point, Wayne, decide do they want to keep the toilets and sinks for kindergartners. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of that stuff, you know, dates back. Some people have memories. Uh, you know, it's hard to know. 
but I think inside uh, there's an opportunity to still make it usable and um, but we're gonna have to see what the community also but wants it, it's, to do. A, it's a historical site I mean why would we change anything inside it doesn't make sense it doesn't I don't think we would change much it's just a question of like if you're gonna rent it out and you're gonna use it, I think you need a toilet that... Well, does it generate that much revenue that we have to rent it out? It generates about 20, actually $2,400 a year is what the, the rent is. But sure. I just wanna note, as you would know, Wayne, I oftentimes hear about the uh, longest running uh, school, red brick schoolhouse in America, um, one room schoolhouse in America. The reason why the Metro West Robotics Club is critical is number one, they're a nonprofit, so they're exempt from certain regulations like ADA. And number two, um, they are an educational nonprofit, so it keeps that string alive. Uh, we could rent it out to a law office, or we could rent it out to a single business owner, or somebody else that wants to do art inside, but then you lose that designation, and I will say it right now on the record, I really don't feel like being the town administrator who makes the decision to end that <laughs> hundred or 200 years. It's just not what I'm hoping. That's a community decision, in my view, that has to get made. Um, it's just, I, I found it to be a sensitive topic. Uh, maybe some of you are familiar with that. Um, well, I, I think it should be preserved, and I, 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 we, we can use our funds to preserve it. I mean, and one of the problems over the years with our town, in my opinion, is that we seem to knock a lot of things down and don't really do much for history. Uh, I think this committee can do a lot, and I, I, I honestly feel the Red Brick Schoolhouse should be preserved inside and out, and the way it is. I mean, that's how history is supposed to work, to my knowledge, anyway. Does anyone else have a comment? So I would disagree with you, Wayne, but I'm going to guess that when the building was first built, there weren't any toilets or sinks in it. Right. So at some point, I don't know how far uh, you want to go back. Right, how far do you want to go back as opposed to how how usable do you want to make the building? So I, th I think there's a, there's a fine line there, and I think when we get close a little. But using historical buildings and sites aren't rented out for use by people. They're there for, for people to go observe. Oh, yeah. That's what they're right. preserved for. But Jamie's point is that we're, we're not renting it for the money. We're renting it so that we can keep this designation mm -hmm. that's been in operation all these years. Right. Years. So, like, like, for example, Wayne, you could envision maybe making an, an ideal world, making the interior into some sort of museum that talks about the history of the schoolhouse and basically what went on and maybe highlights certain people. Pretty much what, like kind of what the, like an extension of the historic museum, right? Mm -hmm. But then you run into these issues that you have to now do all these upgrades because of wheelchair access and everything else, you lose right back, and I totally get that. And you lose the designation. Lose the but the use uh, use of the building by the town was uh, terminated years ago, probably 20, whatever it was, 20, 25 years ago. It was, but it was converted over to the Benjamin Franklin Charter School, so they used it up until whatever it was, four or five years ago, okay. and they moved out to their facility. You know, we had to throw a Hail Mary pass to try to get someone to come in, and the only bidder to rent that um, after tons of publicity and team, you know all this, the outreach, there was one bidder, and we happened to be lucky that the bidder was an educational-related nonprofit, um, and all those kids are Franklin-based, so it was kind of a win-win-win across the board, um, just because it 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 just struggles from 
you know, um, it just, it's, it's a small space. It's just really small. The parking is really tough. You can't really use it for much more than what it's being used for now. In fact, even right now, they're maximizing virtually every square millimeter of that, of that building. Um, they may at some point need a bigger place, um, you know, uh, for the robotics club, just because it's a popular club and it requires a lot of area um, and, uh, and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's just a tough, I think Chris outlines it well, Wayne. I mean, we definitely want to preserve it. We want to preserve the inside. We want all of those goals to be achieved for the long term for the community, a museum, if you will. Uh, honoring the Red Brick Schoolhouse might be a really good idea if we can s use that as educational. I don't know if that works, Again, but if it's um, like an extension, this if it's extension, um, but you know this designation issue is really, honestly, probably one of the biggest limiting. To you, yeah, I know. There's <laughs> 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 a coalition of people there, uh, but I got them. Uh, Robotics Club still has six more years on their lease, so I'm in safe territory for a little bit. Um, so we'll get this project done, and we'll, then we'll take it to the next level, and we'll see what happens next. Thank you. No. Anyone else? Is there a motion to adjourn? Make a motion to adjourn. Second. We need to do a roll call. Yes. Okay, motion to adjourn. Uh, yes. Uh, Chris? Yes. Mike? Yes. Jeff? Yes. Phyllis? Yes. Dave? Yes. Lisa? Yes. And Wayne? Yes. Thank you. Thank you all. Have a nice summer. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.